So just whilst I find my notes, I'm going to do a little swapsie swapsies. Um, I want you just to think about um, the word nurture. So whatever the word nurture brings to mind, what it makes you think of. So you've got a few seconds whilst I just find my notes. So, um, I don't know what you thought of. Um, so, I asked the same question um, when we met as a staff team this week. So, here are some of the things that they came up with, the, with this week. You may have the same, you may have different. But what does it make you think of? Some people thought of gardening and of seedlings and plants and raising, raising plants. Um, some people thought about raising children, um, about fatherhood and motherhood. Um, someone thought about breastfeeding. Um, but in all of the things that came up, um, perhaps there's this um, protection element, but also this nourishment element, but also this bringing out the best in, and this, I actually, I googled the definition last night, I should have done that to start with, <laughs> it was beautiful, and it said, um, to raise up or to bring up, and I thought that was a really beautiful um, definition. So that is not quite what I'm talking on this morning, but I want you to hold that thought in your minds as we go through. So, um, this morning I'm talking about, so a few months ago, um, I went on a little walk with God and he took me um, to one of the gateways in the city. Um, and I stood, and it's not like a normal gateway, those of you who have walked the walls, um, but it's like a long tunnel, the gateway that I prayed in. It was the one that the pilgrims went out um, and sailed in the Mayflower across to America. And I stood and I prayed in this gateway, facing one way and facing the other way. Um, and a little while after, Steve and I were chatting, um, and he had read this um, verse, and it said, Wisdom sits at the gates. And so I began this journey with God of going, okay, God, so what are you saying in this? I'm mulling it over, and I'm going to share with you what he spoke to me about. Um, so um, that wisdom sits at the gates is from Proverbs 8, verses 1 to 6. Um, and it says, listen as wisdom calls out, hear as understanding raises her voice. On the hilltop along the road, she takes her stand at the crossroads. By the gates at the entrance to the town, on the road leading in, she cries aloud, I call to you, all of you. I raise my voice to all people. You simple people use good judgment. You foolish people show some understanding, but listen to me, for I have important things to tell you. In the Passion Translation, because I like to read in the Passion Translation, it's similar but slightly different, so we're going to read that too. It says this, um, and it's titled, Wisdom Calling. Can't you hear the voice of wisdom? From the top of the mountains of influence, she speaks into the gateways of the glorious city, at the place where pathways merge, at the entrance of every portal, there she stands ready to impart understanding and shouting aloud to all who enter, preaching her sermon to those who will listen. I'm calling to you, sons of Adam, and yes, to you, daughters, as well. Listen to me, and you will be prudent and wise. For even the foolish and feeble can receive an understanding heart that will change their inner being. 
The meaning of my words will release within you revelation for you to reign in life, and my lyrics will empower you to live by what is right. So when I first read this, <laughs> what's really noticeable is that in this passage, wisdom is a woman. <laughs> Um, and I don't think what it's saying is all women are wise, although obviously we are. Um, but we know that, don't we, that um, man and woman were created in God's image. So together we reflect um, who God is. And through the Bible, we read about different attributes of God. Mostly they are given a male pronoun. But here it's just really noticeable that wisdom has a female pronoun. So I was mulling this over. Why? <laughs> There's something about wisdom and something about the part of God that is reflected in women that the writer wants to draw attention to. So what is it? What does God want to show us? And I have to say, I pondered this and I was like, you know, my brain was mulling over it and I wasn't sure. And so uh, as God speaks through all things, one day I'm scrolling through social media and I stopped on some bizarre thing, as you do, an awards ceremony. And as part of it, this woman was giving a speech and she said, because women are nurturers. And I was like, that's it. <laughs> I think that's what God wants to say. Wisdom nurtures us. See, wisdom isn't about rights or wrong, and it's not about good or bad, but the effect of wisdom on us is that we are nurtured. There's that protection element, and there is that nourishing element, and there is that raising up element. In this, these verses, it really contrasts with what we've just read in the last chapter, where it talks actually about those who have a need, but they're more concerned with getting their needs met, that they make things happen for their, themselves and they find their own solutions. But wisdom is different. It can tarry in a place, it's present. She sits at the city gate. She watches over the comings and goings. What is allowed in and what is allowed out, wisdom sits um, with all of that. Um, in the olden days, <laughs> um, gateways um, were the place where those who were in authority would sit together and watch over the city or rule over the city. Um, they were mostly men <laughs> in those days. Um, in the end of Proverbs, there's a very famous chapter about the Proverbs woman, but it says, and her husband sits at the gates. And we're told that King David, when he has been in mourning and finished mourning, he returns to take his place as a king at the city gates. So here we have wise King Solomon um, writing about the men at the gate, and then he basically talks about this uninvited woman wisdom who sits there with them. It made me laugh when I realized what the context was that he'd written that into. So wisdom is creative. It thinks outside of the box. It's not actually defined by the structures that exist, the men who gather to rule over the city, and wisdom sits with them. Wisdom is divine. It's not actually about intellect, and it's not about knowledge. It's not about what you can learn. Um, in fact, wisdom even looks like foolishness, unless you have the eyes of faith. There's a really beautiful picture of this in Isaiah 11. And it says, 
Um, the cut-off stump of Jesse will sprout and a fruitful branch will grow from his roots. The spirit of Yahweh will rest upon him, the spirit of extraordinary wisdom, the spirit of perfect understanding, of wise strategy, of mighty power, and it goes on this beautiful description of what wisdom looks like, um, and it is Jesus that that passage is talking about. But what's really interesting is that cut-off stump grows a little green shoot. Um, and in that passage, so you've got this green, green shoot, and it's talking about being fruitful. So it's green shoot, aggressively growing fast, up and away. Um, it can't bear weight. It's unsturdy. Um, and actually, in that passage, that uh, original word for green shoot is the same as the word as, I'm going to get it wrong, I think it's Nazarene, but it's basically the same as the word for Nazareth because it's talking about Jesus. Um, but you remember the disciples said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? It's like this, it looks stupid, no way. But actually, extraordinary wisdom, perfect understanding. Um, that same passage says, he will not judge by appearances, but by the Spirit. And wisdom is, comes to us by the Spirit, um, and it is exemplified in Jesus. And like Jesus, wisdom is for everyone. You'll notice in that passage, it's for the wise and it's for the not wise. <laughs> it's for the simple. It's for sons of Adam and daughters of Eve. Basically, if you were human, you were made to rule and reign. Wisdom is available for you. Um, that sons of Adam and daughters of, of Eve um, bit really leapt out at me in the way that only when you're journeying something with God, it can. Um, because uh, a few months before, I had kept seeing, God kept showing me this picture of, and it was the four thrones at Ker Paravel, and I think I talked about it the other Sunday. But uh, it's from the story of Narnia, which ho hopefully most of you know well. But in the story, everybody... But the humans know that basically the four children are destined to sit on the four thrones at Care Paravel, Care, I can't even talk, Care Paravel, um, and bring springtime to Narnia. The oppressive powers, the white witch knows it and she's scared. The animals know it, they even speak about it. And it just reminded me, it's like all creation <laughs> shouts and groans out for us to take our place, the humans who are destined to sit on the thrones and rule and reign. So wisdom nurtures us. Wisdom can tarry in a place that is present with us. Wisdom is creative. It thinks outside of the box and it is undefined by structure or convention. Wisdom looks like foolishness unless you have the eyes of faith. Wisdom is divine it's revealed by the spirit and it is exemplified in jesus and wisdom is for all of us so where do you need wisdom at the moment and how do you get it um, when you read those passages there were three things that really stood out to me as i read them so the first is it talks about the crossroads literally which way which way should I go? We probably all identify with having come to those points. I don't know which way to go. But the passage says, wisdom takes a stand at the crossroads. She's right there. And it's funny, when it says she takes a stand, 
when I first read it, it's like, wisdom takes a stand at the crossroads. But actually, as I've thought about what wisdom's like and that nurturing, I almost think it's like the mums and dads lined up on the footy field. It's like, yes, come on, you've got this, you can do it. It's nurturing, it's not a judging, taking a stand. It's a, I'm right here with you, we've got this, we're going to go all the way. Um, the second place we, you might need wisdom or we experience needing wisdom is at the gateway, at the portal, the comings and goings, perhaps the places of authority or influence that you have, um, perhaps in your job, in your life. Notice that wisdom doesn't take over, but she sits there. Um, we are living portals, ancient gates, breathing doors of destiny, Psalm 24 tells us. So we are the gateways. The church is a gateway. Um, you might remember from the story of Jacob, is it, this is none other than the house of God, the very gateway to heaven. Southampton is a gateway city. Wisdom sits in all of those places. It sits with you personally in your life. It sits with our church. It sits with our city. She sits with our city. And wisdom calls, speaks into the comings and goings, sits here with you, for you, for your church, for your city. The third place, you'll notice it talks about um, wisdom is there on the, on the, it doesn't talk about wisdom sitting on the road, it talks about wisdom speaking from on high, from the mountaintops um, above the road. The thing is, if wisdom's talking from up here, it kind of implies that your position is down here. And so the other place that wisdom is with us is those places where we feel low or we feel vulnerable. So I don't know which of those places you most identify with. Perhaps you identify with all three of them at once, and that is okay. And it's especially okay because wisdom is there. Wisdom is calling out to you, there to nurture you and present with you. You'll notice in that passage, these are all the ways uh, wisdom calls out. She'll raise her voice. She's right with you. At the city gate, you'll hear her loud. Wisdom is speaking. Wisdom is ready to impart understanding to you and to anyone who will listen. Wisdom sits at the gate and is calling.